Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You currently locked in to season three of the Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, aka Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, aka D Nice. And you heard what Bolo just said. This is the porch. Welcome. We back, we back again, we back again. I said we back, we back again. We never left. I said we back, we back again. You thought we left, but we back, we back again. Now spit a verse, go. You know my name, it's Bolo Bands. Yeah, see that talking? They in the stands. Got a couple fans. I said, got a couple. I sound like the baby, so I had to stop that shit. Yeah, man, but we hype right next to. Everything the baby say sound the same. So as soon as I was about to say the verse, it sounded like the baby I had to stop immediately. Y'all. You had to so stop right there, bro. Just, just delete everything I just said, y'all. As soon as I started spitting like the baby, I had to delete it. No shade to the baby, though. But I but either way, nevertheless, man, Porch family, Porch fans, y'all see how we come. You see the type of energy we got going on, man. Another episode, man. How you, how you feeling, my guy? Hey, man, I'm blessed and highly favored, y'all. Before we get into it, how you doing, brother? You know, I got, I got to ask you how you doing as well. I'm doing good, man. You know, God is good. You know what I mean? Through the highs, through the lows, God is still good. We alive. You know what I mean? We moving and grooving. We got we got food on the plate, clothes on the back, socks and shoes on the feet, and a mic right in front of us, man. So we getting paid to do what we love, bro. So it's it's hard to really, it's hard to be upset. We started staying back in 2018, bro. Didn't have a dollar in a dream. Now we getting paid by caffeine. Come on. Ooh, is that how you coming? That's how I'm coming right now, bro. It is crazy, y'all. This man is crazy. Started this thing back in 2018. We ain't have a dollar in a dream. Now we getting paid in 2022 by caffeine. And we ain't talking Starbucks. We talking about green bucks. And we ain't talking Giannis. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm just playing. I thought I damn near thought I was uh but you keep them bucks. I see I see what you was doing right there, though. You know, I was going over there. I ain't there yet, though. Basketball is back in bet online. Remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL. MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Now back to the porch. But no, man, I'm good, bro. Uh, for everybody that's listening, obviously, a couple weeks ago, I, I told y'all that, you know, I lost my high school football coach, you know, someone who was very big in the community, very big in my life and all of my friends' lives growing up. Um, fortunately, obviously, you know, he had a funeral Friday. Then I lost my grandmother, right? Um, and, and we had a funeral on Saturday. So I had two funerals in two days. So it was very exhausting, but I'm still on the other side, up, happy, bright, um, thanking God for another day. God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, something that I want to share with y'all real quick before we get into the show that I thought was very powerful. Um, there was the the preacher at my grandmother's funeral uh, just talking about, you know, giving the eulogy and kind of giving words of wisdom and, and trying to pick up the, you know, the church and make people, you know, more happy because it's a celebration when it's a funeral, right? Um, and one of the biggest things that she said was, <clears throat> you know, when people get to funerals, right, you know, they 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 cry and, and they sob and they you know, write poems and they say all these great things about the about that person, right? Um, and, and what the pastor was like, she was like, what y'all don't understand is obviously it's a celebration of life, but you all are doing the celebrating. You know what I mean? So when you're looking at that casket, it's just a shell, you know? So all of those great things that you're saying, you know, let's be sure moving forward that the people that are living now gets that same type of treatment and that same type of understanding because- mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody that, you know, was in the funeral will know how you felt about that person. But we don't know if that person that's in that casket actually felt, you know, felt that energy and felt, you know, what you were actually saying at that time. You know, obviously, they they may, but yep. but you 
know that, right? So I say that to say, you know, life is short. You know, there's a lot of moving parts where you never know what will happen each day, right? So we just got to continue to live life the best we can, love the people that we love, and give people their flowers, man. So let's not wait to funerals. Let's not wait till somebody, you know, gets hurt. Let's not wait to the you know, the worst of the worst happens before we start breaking down to our knees and, and showing love to people and giving people their flowers and showing the love and respect that they need and deserve. You know, let's do it now, man. So that was one of the biggest things that that, that I took away um, from this weekend is just like, man, life is too short. And, and like, you know, especially with black families, I don't know how it is in any other, um, you know, race, but in black families, usually that's when you see everybody in the family. You don't see really yeah. too many people, you know, throughout the year or a decade until somebody dies, right? So I was grateful to see a lot of the fam, man. And um, and like people always say, like people got to just make sure that they come around, they kick it, they show love um, rather than just other, just bad parts, you know, of the year, you know what I'm saying? Seeing somebody in the hospital or seeing somebody in the funeral. Like we just got to get better at just seeing people consistently and showing love consistently. So that's my tidbit. You know what I mean? I'll get off my, my soapbox, but I thought it was very important, you know, what she said. And I thought it was very healthy for me to, you know, express that to y'all. Um, right now so appreciate that my brother man like i said and uh you know obviously been praying for you praying for the family obviously you know going through something like that's always tough um but hey man you you all every time i know you brother, I mean, ever since, I, since i've known you've been a strong person even through the the the, the lowest lows the toughest the toughest times you've always you know kept your head straight i think that has a lot to do with your faith you know what i'm saying and the, and the men above and so we appreciate that message and obviously we gonna keep praying for the Jones family and everybody else uh, affected as well, man. So, yeah, much love, brother. Much love. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So we are back. Another episode. And there's been a lot going on in the world, especially the sports world. I mean, it's been whether it's college football was crazy this past weekend. Um, NBA people, Luca been going crazy and beat NFL game. It's been, it's been so much going on so much that, that we can dive into. Um, but, but first off, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about Jeff Saturday and my coats. I haven't even had a chance to really speak upon it. I know a lot of the, our coats followers have been hitting me up on Twitter, want to know my opinion. And, um, you know, obviously this past uh, Sunday, you know, he got his first win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, offense actually looked pretty good. Jonathan Taylor had one of his uh, standout games finally for the season. Matt Ryan was a uh, right before the game started. He ended up being announced as the starter again. He, he didn't look too bad. Receivers played well. And although I know the Raiders are not a good team at all this year, at the end of the day, like our coach used to say in football, control what you can control. You can't you can control your schedule. You can't control who you're playing against. Only thing you can control is how you perform. And the coach performed well, man. So, listen, I'm not saying Jeff Saturday is the long-term answer. Time will tell. But I will say this, man. Great start. Great start. And I in the speeches that I saw in the locker room, I I I I love I loved it, man. It kind of took me back to my days, man. Listen, listen to Bolo's speeches before the game, man. And, and, and getting hyped, you know what I'm saying? Whole yeah. team like got the crowd like in the back, like in the oh. coach, like, and we oh. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing like it, bro. And I, I'm I'm watching Jeff Saturday talk to the team and, and, and they just seem focused. And, and you know, it's there's been a lot of noise about. If, if he was the right hire, you know, this doesn't happen for black people or or just the whole so many different opinions. And I respect all those opinions. But at the end of the day, man, if Jeff Saturday goes out there and win. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's the right if you win, it's the right hire. So but that's my opinion, man. What's your thoughts on it, bro? And I also come to understanding, too, that, you know, to everybody's eyes, to everybody's you know perception or from their lens, no move is a good move. You know what I mean? We could have hired you know, whoever you all think is the best coach in the world. And there will still be people who, you know, will have some, some bad takeaways as to making that move. Right. So yep. um, I will be honest with you. When I first heard the news, I was like, Hey, this guy plays football. He's not a coach and right. playing coaching is two different worlds, two different things. And, and how would this guy, you know, move a team schematically and, and get them to win games in the NFL because winning is hard. And then obviously you put it at that that component of being in the professional football league, you know, it's even harder. So um, he got his dub. I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, you know, what matters is if that team is on top at the end of the day, don't matter how they looked on the field, no matter what <laughs> mistakes they probably made, yep. they look good, right? So I think it's important for us to always remember 
that no matter how ugly it looks, right, if the finished product is a W, then, you know, we got to live with it. But it's one thing that he did say in a press conference, even before he played last Sunday, and he was just like, hey, I know people are talking about, hey, I didn't I didn't coach at this level yet, but he's like, hey, I play with five to six, you know, Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Like, I played with a lot of great guys, you know. He was like, hey, I was, you know, snapping the ball to the person who was the eyes, ears, brains, to the operation that moves so much, right? So yep. he's been around for a long time. He knows the game a lot. And then, like you said, like by his speeches and, and by him being a little bit more upbeat, I bet it kind of changed the narrative in the, in the locker room a little bit. And people start to walk with a little bit of a pep in their in their yeah. step. Don't say Frank right, right? But I just think by bringing Jeff Saturday in, it just changed the pace a little bit. And people kind of moving a little bit, you know, and, and kind of yeah. having and, and wanting to win and wanting to play football. So it was fun to see those guys gel as a team and just play hard football, bro. Like, like you said, even though it was the Las Vegas Raiders, I just thought it was just a, a very hard fought football uh, game from the, from the Indianapolis coast. So, you yeah. know, I don't give too much love, but I, I definitely <laughs> it was a very good game. Um, and I even seen Matt Ryan run for a couple yards down the field a little bit too. So. More than a couple. I think it was like a 39 yard run. I saw yeah. a post uh, earlier, uh, earlier in the weeks uh, saying that he had a, he has a longer run than like, Ezekiel Elliott has this year and uh, a long <laughs> list of like players who actually run, you know what I'm saying? And he has a thing. Josh Allen might be on the list or I don't know. It was a long list of crazy, like uh, athletic guys, people who actually run and Matt Ryan had a, has a longer run than them. So it was cool seeing them old legs, you know, moving, grooving, but you, you hit the nail around the head, man. Sometimes just having something fresh, a new voice, a, a different energy, a guy who has a chip on his shoulder. He understands there's so many, like uh, a lot of noise out there. And people think that he didn't deserve the job. And by, by background, by accolades, he didn't necessarily deserve it. There's a, a long list of people who deserved it. But then the day, man, we all, you know what I'm saying, different situations have gotten put on, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and given the opportunity. Sometimes it's just about getting your foot in the door. And when you get the opportunity, it's like, okay, how, how are you going to execute? How are you going to perform? And, you know, one one big thing, too, I mean, you being former players ourselves, players respect players. So it's like, if I know I know Jeff Saturday was, was, a, was a beast, former All-Pro Super Bowl champion, been to two Super Bowls, very smart, knows the game, actually played on this team that that that, that I'm on right now, the Indianapolis Colts. So I know he wants to win. And he has an eight-game sample size to really kind of prove to himself, prove to the league, prove to everybody else, prove to Jim Ursay that he made the right choice. So they know that he wants to win. You can see it in his attitude, his voice, and players are going to follow that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not saying he's the best coach in the world. It's only been one game. But I will say this, and I'll end with this. To be a head coach, to me, in my opinion, and just best of my experiences, you don't always have to be the best, like, X's and O's guy as the head coach. You have to be the best leader of men, leader of, a, of an organization, be able to bring up the morale, be able to say the right speeches, be able to be organized, make sure you're, you're um, initiating discipline and making sure you're just having everybody focused and organized and having that team feel. Yeah, your team absolutely. around you, your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, your, all your assistant coaches, those are the guys who are, are in there, you know, really X's and O's, putting together a, a game plan. Obviously, it has to go through the head coach, but as a head coach, you trust your team around you right. to, to, to make sure the X's and O's are right, and you empower those around you. So really, man, as a head coach, you've got to be a, a good-ass leader. Still got to know the game, of course, because there's certain moments where you got to step in. But, man, like, I don't know, man, like, We'll see. And shout, and shout out to Parks Frazier. He was an assistant quarterback coach all year long, and he got moved up to the to the play caller. And the offense looked the best it's looked down there all year, was, at least top it two. Was ex, it was an exciting game. Like, the, the game wasn't as slow as, yes. as I, I've seen the last three or four weeks. Like, they were moving the ball. Like, I was seeing different different types of plays, and, you know, they were throwing in just different wrinkles, and it wasn't so, like, premeditated. We scored on the first drive, I think, which we – like, I don't know if we've done it all year. <laughs> I don't know, shit, if I go back, I don't think so. But you brought up a good a good point too, bro. Um, that I'm thinking as I continue to kind of see this thing play out. Obviously, like you said, he's only won one game, so right. But let's not put the cart before the horse and get too excited. And we got it. the Eagles next, bro. So <laughs> Eagles on Monday night, right? But it's trending in the right direction, though, as far as like the morale and the energy of people, and, and it kind of brings me back to like the point of like where we are 
as like a newer generation. Um, mm -hmm. When I think about like the new generation athlete, the new generation player, right? I think they respond differently to coaches. So I don't think it's more so about like the experience that a coach can provide, but the buy-in that they can have with a team and then get people to be receptive to their message. And then the upside, right? So Jeff, Jeff Saturday has all the intangibles, right? Like hardworking guy, you know, personable, you know, knows how to say the right thing at the right time. But I think, you know, like you said, putting smart people around you, you're going to continue to learn more and more and more. And then at the same time, you're going to be open to ideas and suggestions from other people because there's right. a lot of other head coaches around the league who are just setting their ways. And it's like, it's my way or the highway. And you will bring in good people from other areas, defense or offensively. And you not, you may not even be receptive to what they're saying because you're so in tune to how you run things and you've been doing it so, such a long time. So I bet Jeff Saturday is just like an open book now, y'all. Like he's like, Hey, let's round table, whatever you think, you know, works, let's throw it out there, let's strategize, and then let's put together the best game plan. And I think that's the best way to win nowadays. That's a great point, bro. Like, it's a great point. You know, now as a staff, you kind of feel like you have nothing to lose. It's like, you know what? Hey, man, we out here with house money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Eight games left. You know, we still have a chance to make the playoffs, uh, but things have to really go into our favor to make sure that happens. You know what, man? Let's go out here, man, and let's roll the dice. Let, let's shoot all the shots and let's see what happens, man. And, and one thing I want to mention, bro, about my coach, kind of a, a, a side piece, bro, is the defense is good, man. The de this is one of the best defenses in the league. As much trash as people have been talking about the Colts, defense is really good this year. If we can get the offense to start really being more consistent, this is a good-ass team, bro. Hey, absolutely. And, hey, you already know that I got to shout out my dog, Nate Ali. Come He's on. Right now. Hey, man, Um, number 90, uh, Stewart. Grover Stewart, I, dog. Hey, dog, bro. Hey, I've been watching him the last couple games. I had to text my boy Nate the other night. I said, man, number 90, man, I'm starting to fall in love just the way that that guy plays football, bro. Like, yes. motor, the hands, getting after the quarterback, bro. Just, bro, just consistently, bro. Like, quarter one through four, bro. Like, this guy is is a beast. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, shout out to the D-line, man. And, obviously, the whole the whole defensive unit, bro. Um, he need more out there making honest, plays. To be honest with you, bro, like – I can't believe I'm I'm in here giving it. Uh oh, uh oh, here it go, y'all. Here it go. Get ready for this Porsche family. Drum roll, drum roll. Like to keep it real, the offense was so slow that it kind of bled into the production from defense because defense had been looking good, bro. But it was just like the offense was moving so slow that you know defense. Anywhere you look at it, y'all. Let's just be real. Let's keep it a buck a buck. Like we're in a scoring world, y'all. Where yeah. people are meant to score the ball, so defense is always a bend but don't break. But you can bend, 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 and you can eventually break. I don't care what type of defense you're playing. Soccer, hockey, yeah. baseball, basketball, you meant to break, right? You meant to score points. So um, if the defense is getting stops and getting stops, and then they, they back on the field and back on the field, eventually people are going to find cracks and, and find ways to score and, and um, you know, find the mismatches and stuff like that. So overall, man, I just think the, the, the you know, the offense, once they start clicking, I think the, the coach will be pretty decent. I mean, I don't I don't know what the AFC South is looking like right now, even if they have a chance remotely. T Tennessee is balling right now, and, and we're and we're definitely we're definitely behind uh a decent amount of games. I could actually look it up real quick right now, man, as we're as we're sitting here chilling. I think I think as of right now, as of today, well, we ain't see Titans are six and three and, and we're four and five. So I mean, we're uh, you know, we're not out of it. And I know Titans have some tough games coming ahead, so you probably change the whole narrative. But on the other end of things, it, it's a wrap for my Bears, though, because we got the Vikings sitting at 8 and 1 right now, who look really good. I don't know if y'all seen that Vikings Bills game yesterday, but y'all, um, no, it was a couple uh, last last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, last, last, yeah, last, yeah, last, last week. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Sunday. So if y'all seen the game last Sunday, y'all literally turned the game off. The Vikings was on the one. They got us, uh, the Bills got to stop. I was like, okay, it's a wrap. It's like 50, 50, 45 seconds left, yep. whatever it was. I turn, I turn to the next game, y'all. And I literally looked at my ESPN app and it said that the Vikings won the game. So I went back, seeing Justin Jefferson make a hell of a catch for them, yeah. put them in a great position to, to go ahead and win the game. And then obviously my dog, old school, my man Pat P sealed the game, got a pick to end the game off um, in high fashion. So the Vikings, you know, now go eight and one in the NFC North. My Bears uh, looking pretty good. It's like it's a it's like a double edged sword where the offense is picking up. Justin Fields is probably looking like he been balling, bro. Better quarterbacks as far as on the ground and even throwing the ball. And throw, bro, hold on, we, real quick, we got to give Justin Fields his flowers, bro. Because I'll be real, 
myself early in the season, I'm like, listen, I'm a fan of Justin Fields, but at this point in time, he's not looking good. But the last three weeks, the man's breaking records on the ground. He's throwing touchdowns, and he's looking very explosive. I, I, bro, something's and clicking look, right and, now. And, it, and it's funny because he hadn't had a turnover in two or three weeks until uh, last weekend, you know what yeah. I mean, when he threw a pick. So he was doing a pretty good job with holding on to the ball, you know, running when he had to run, throwing the ball when he had to run. I just, I just think he's comfortable now. I just think the offense is starting to slow down for him, yep. putting him in positions for him to be successful. And obviously he's just doing the unthinkable where he's able to break tackles in the pocket and extend plays or either just run. Because I remember he was running into the end zone and he made a linebacker pay for it in the end zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Justin Fields. It's just one of those things where I just wish that we can just put it together. Yeah. Seeing that we lost so many good pieces to the defensive side of the, of the, of the uh, side of the ball, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like you know I'm not I'm not mad if we get scored on or if we get gashed for a couple or a bomb comes because I mean we losing pieces, man. So um, you know, like they said, it's always it is a rebuild year. It is a situation where we got to continue to find good people, good good places to put people, and you know, like you said, the head coach has to be that person to put that puzzle together to make sure everything works effectively. Uh, for the greater good but I'm just happy to see Justin Fields you know doing his thing he has the buy-in from the Chicago fans yeah I believe he has the buy-in from the front office so I'm just happy to say that we'll see Justin Fields next year and hopefully for years to come because like you said you know the way he was starting out it wasn't looking too good and you know you know how it goes in the league if you if you start to look bad you know some Zach Wilson or you know you name it you know, they'll be going ahead and try to draft a first-round quarterback again and then be moving that guy on down the road um, there. So, pray for a successful finish. We, we get heading towards the back end of the season, so hopefully he finishes like he uh, like he's doing right now and yep. uh, we can start drafting other people and we got to worry about a quarterback because Justin Fields is here to stay. And I bought his jersey too, y'all, so I wasn't trying to You bought to the that jersey? Game. You invested oh, in him now. It's over. Hey, once you spend that bread, y'all, on a jersey, a pay, or a product, whatever, gotta keep them there. It's official, you gotta keep them, right? I've been thinking about buying me a Jonathan Taylor, uh, a jersey myself. So we'll see, man. Because right now, all I got is an Andrew Luck jersey. You know what I'm saying? And, and hey, shout out to Andrew Luck, man. I'm still a fan of yours, even though you did us dirty the way you left. I'm still a fan. Um, I, yeah, I, I need to get my coach jersey that. game going though. So, but real quick, Bolo, because you mentioned this, you mentioned the Justin Jefferson amazing one hand catch. And uh, it, it, it was amazing, right? Like, it was crazy. Like, I watched it live, and I'm like, hold on. There's no way he just caught that. They showed the replay, slow motion. I'm like, oh, shit. He caught that. And it, it happened perfectly, bro. The, the the defender had two hands on it. But in reality, by him having two hands on it, it actually helped Justin Jefferson kind of guide it down and kind of slow the speed down of the ball. And, and then as he's bringing it down, I think the ball, like, kind of slightly might have touched – his his like his leg or his thigh to make sure it didn't hit the ground and it, it like, bro. So many things had to happen for him to make that catch, and um and now everyone's debating, man. What which catch is greater? Is it the Justin Jefferson catch or the famous OBJ catch on that what Monday night against the Cowboys, man? And I'm gonna go and answer first. It's still OBJ for me. I'm sorry. As great as Justin Jefferson's catch was, OBJ's man, he caught it with three fingers. If you remember. Three fingers. He got forced. Him and the DB was like hand fighting the entire time. And the very last second, the very last second, he reaches all the way back. He's down there like in the air, just laid horizontally. That's how, that's how flat, that's how stretched out OBJ was. Reaches back, catches it with three fingers. The, the momentum of the ball, because Eli threw that thing, made his whole arm go all the way back, damn near touched the turf. But OBJ had the strength to keep it off the ground and caught it, and it was a touchdown. Y'all got to remember, Justin Jefferson's catch, as amazing as it was, that didn't lead to a touchdown. And, and you actually made you actually made that comment earlier, so I, I want to clean that up. He made that catch. It was on 4th and 18, kept the drop going. They get all the way to the one-yard line, they and, they get, and they get stopped because Kirk Cousins tried to do the QB sneak, and they, get, and they got stopped. So although that – that catch was amazing. It didn't lead to a touchdown. So it's okay. hard to put that above OBJ. Go ahead. Go ahead. So great catch. OBJ, great catch, right? You know what I mean? I did notice, you know, three hands, touchdown. It was a PI. So all of that, you know, was, was stacked up against him to make that catch, right? Yeah. The only reason why I say Justin Jefferson made a hell of a catch, for one, 
it was fourth down, right? Let's just think about the game in general, right? If he doesn't make that catch, I believe the game is over, right? They put right. them in a position to get to the one. They get stopped on the one, but guess what happened? They fumbled the ball. And it led to a touchdown after they fumbled the ball on the one. So exactly. you're right. So I think I think it was a buildup, right? And I, I just think it was an overtime. It was an overtime play. Uh, with OBJ it was the second quarter. You know what I mean? So right. it was it was definitely a beneficial catch. But no, that was fourth. Yo, it, it, it was fourth quarter. It was fourth quarter. It wasn't the overtime yet. Yeah, because yeah. so, because what happened was I, and correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know, caffeine. Our live listeners, correct me around the comments. Let me know. I'm I think I'm it was looking up real I, quick. I'm pretty sure though, Bolo. It was fourth quarter because after Josh Allen fumbled the ball, right, and 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 the Vikings landed on it, the Bills came back, drove all the way down the field, and they tied it up. They came back and drove down the field with like four oh, seconds wait. left. Talking, then with the overtime, the Bills Vikings game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was a. I'm sorry. Yes, it was the fourth quarter. It yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about OBJ. Got um, you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, got you. no, no, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I just think it was just a, a a big moment in the game where had he not caught that ball, they wouldn't even have been in a situation. You're right. The game is over. Like, if he don't catch that, it's a wrap. It's over with, right? So I just think it was just important. It was a highly contested ball. Yes. Wasn't a great ball. He went up and got it. You know what I mean? Came down with it. I mean, I don't know, y'all. I, mean, I just think it was a hell of a catch, y'all. I mean, let me know what y'all think. Obviously, OBJ, I mean, that was seven years ago, and it's still considered one of the greatest catches ever. So... It'll probably be hard to beat OBJ, but that's just my thought, y'all. I just think it was very a very significant part of the game where yeah. he caught the ball, where I think Justin Jefferson takes that. But the athleticism of OBJ was better, right, because of the three hands. But that acrobatic catch by Justin Jefferson with it being that point in the game, you know. I and Justin went up. So, like, although OBJ went out, oh, uh, Justin went up vertical and leaned the arm back. And a defender had two hands on. So look at don't 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 let me persuade you, Bolo. Don't 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 let me don't let my OBJ argument uh, get you. I'm, I'm not I'm not, but I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna make sure that I'm not overshadowing that great moment that OBJ had by scoring a touchdown right. with three hands on the football. You know what I mean? With three, the three fingers on that thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, for sure. Justin Jefferson's catch was, was fire too, bro. So our caffeine, our live listeners right now, who's watching, who's tuning in. First of all, make sure you share this stream. Drop it in your group chat. Put it on Twitter, IG, Facebook. We need everybody's opinion on this. Whose catch was better? Was it Justin Jefferson or was it OBJ? Let us know, man. I got OBJ. Bolo got Justin Jefferson. I don't think neither one of us is wrong on thing. I think I think you could go either way. But we want to hear from the Porch family live here on Caffeine. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Hell of a play, bro. Definitely the catch of the year regardless, though. I, I got to say that. Yeah, it was, it was, it. and plus, bro, this is, man, y'all, this is an 8-1 Viking team, y'all. Yeah, I don't think they've been this good since, like, Randy Moss and them. I'm going to just, I'm going to just be real with you. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm excited to see what they'll do in the NFC North, because I, uh, I'm a big Bears fan, but I just know at this time it's over with. I'm not a, I'm not a big Green Bay Packers fan, y'all. Uh, They beat the Cowboys last week um, as well, which was a pretty decent game, but I just hate the Cow. I just hate the, uh, I don't care but I hate the Packers, y'all. I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate green. I hate yellow. I hate cheese. I like melted cheese, though, but I don't like... You okay, know. So. What's that cheese called that they got? What kind of cheese are they? When they wear the cheese on the head, is it provolone? Is it Swiss? Is it... It looks like cheddar cheese or American cheese. cheese. You know, just ratatouille cheese. Big-ass cheese block just on their head. Just a big-ass cheese block, bro. <laughs> cheese heads, you know what I'm saying? I like cheese on nachos. I like cheese on flaming Hot and Cheese. Yeah. I like... Yo, you don't know nothing about the flaming house with cheese and meat. Bro, yeah, flip. Oh, cheese and meat? Cheese and meat, boy. Stop playing. Y'all tap in and let us know if you like flaming house with cheese and meat. Grew up on it, boy. It's a banger. Hold on. You talking about flaming hot Cheetos with cheese and then meat? What type of meat? Like turkey or bologna? Meat? Bologna? Boy, what? I'm talking about ground beef, boy. Oh, you said meat. Like, I don't know what you... I'm, like I, I, meat, I, I, I like, thought you got like a Lunchable or some shit and you was dipping uh, the... I'm talking about cheese and meat. Flaming house with cheese and meat, boy. Now, Minus. listen, now I had, it's funny you said that, a few days ago, I had the flaming Hot Doritos with my turkey meat over the top, made, made, like, made some, some nachos. Same it's the same But thing. not no hot Cheetos, though. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Let this man know flaming Hot with cheese and meat is the move. You can also do it with Doritos. Doritos is cool. It's like nachos. Doritos but, make more sense. But you throw, it, you throw it in the bag, put the cheese on there, you throw your meat on there. Come on, y'all. Do, 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 do you crush the chips on there a little bit? 
Bro, I just look, bro, I just use the bag, bro, and I just slide the Cheetos up, bro, and I eat them off the bag, bro. That's just how we used to do it. How you, how you eat it? Like this off the bag, bro. You thought I was feeling you? This nigga a munch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to roast you, bro. I'm about to roast you. So, hold on. I got a random question for you, bro. So, listen, I'm, I'm scrolling on IG right now, and there was a post I saw the other day. It was, like, two, like two black men. I guess they're, like, I don't know if they're, like, probably on IG. I've never seen them before in my life. But... The post basically it was these two black men, and they're explaining why, um, like like they typically date like white girls, white women, Latino women, and I, I guess a lot of people have been in their comments complaining about why we never see y'all with black women, why y'all never date black women. This is and the third, and they were explaining that like, listen, like black women don't like us, like <laughs> like black black women like we don't for whatever reason we don't attract black women. Do we? The women that we attract are the white women and Latino women, so that's the ones that that that, that we're with. And, and and the post says that these are two black men from the suburbs, and and, and basically their whole argument and point was that like, um, you know, a lot of black women, I guess, in their area or whatever, seem to not like the like the the the, the, the good guy, basically the, the good dude, the guy that got his head on straight. And I thought it was interesting. I want I wanted to hear your opinion though, Bolo. Hey, I'm not gonna cap to you. I think they own to something, but I don't, I don't know about like the suburban side of things. Yeah, I bro, I feel like when I was growing up, like in elementary school, like even the part of the high school too, I feel like it was like always the cute girls who loved the motherfuckers that was getting in trouble in school, bro. It was always the ones who was fighting in school, or the ones who was in detention or in school suspension and shit will get the baddest girl, bro. And right. it was just like. You know, it'd be cool. It would be a, you know, just a guy that's just cool, you know, charismatic. You know, he ain't, you know, he ain't like tender, soft, or he ain't, you know, rah rah loud and shit. You know, try to talk to a girl, but they wouldn't be interested. But they love to do that. You know, it's stirring up all the trouble. And I think when you get older, you know, what I mean, you looking older. You know, when you get into your twenties and stuff, I think girls still do chase. You know, the the guys who are a little bit rough around the edges. I think it may be a a, a, a sense of security though. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, mm. I, I'm not. You know, we can't speak on a woman's behalf, but right. just from my thought, I just think it's like maybe a sense of security that they may it makes them feel you know secure or protected by having somebody that you know maybe their persona comes off tough. But right. I always did, I always thought that too. Though. I always thought that you know the tough guy definitely is the one or the guy who is perceived to be tough or look rough in the streets or whatever yeah just yeah it's the one that gets the, the the cute girl and that's the one that you know girls are usually going after and stuff like that but i don't know if you gotta you know go ahead and get you a white girl because of that you know there's plenty out there you know you know other you know black women out there if you want them right you know they may, they may seem like it wasn't no women available i'm not gonna say right. that don't tell me but, don't know black women like y'all like okay. that and i hate like categorizing an entire race to say you know no none of them or all like words like none or all like that's not come on bro don't yeah, that's yeah. not true maybe you haven't had the best of luck you know what i'm saying but that's all it is bro. but listen i actually agree with you in terms of like growing up as kids the, the the baddest chicks definitely wanted the bad kids. <laughs> the baddest <laughs> chicks wanted the bad boys, and I was a good dude. So you know, I I, I had a couple girls. When I was real young like that, but I I, I wasn't a player like that because I I didn't like getting in trouble. Shit, I didn't want to go home and, and get my ass kicked and, and worry about uh -huh. that. Like I wanted, to, I stayed out of trouble for the most part. But I did notice that, bro. The ones that was perceived to be in the streets or bad or whatever, those were the ones who got who got the girls. But in my opinion, I feel like. As everyone grows up, becomes adults, I feel like that reverses though. I feel like I feel like women as they mature and they understand how life really works and what's what, what matters, the the good guys, so to speak, the guys who got their head on, you know, on straight, not getting in trouble, you know, etc. Those are the ones who women start to actually attract, you know what I'm saying? And because you mentioned like a sense of protection and safety, which I I I can't see that for sure, but on on I, I think it's kind of flipped, like. Having a good guy who has a, a good job and, and and you know not gonna be around mess and being in trouble, I feel like that that's security that that's safety. You know what I'm saying? But I do know what you mean. Like like something about being around a, a so called gangster thug street dude, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you feel like like ain't nothing gonna happen to you. Like you untouchable. You know what I'm right. saying? In in that light. But I also think too that like girls figure that out later down the road though. You know how, what I mean? How like, late though? Like like 30, okay, bro, 40? I, I say like anywhere up to like 25 years old. Like when you get to 25, then that's when you're probably starting to look look at things a little differently. Like 
a security base, meaning that like, hey, I need somebody that got a W-2, right? I need somebody <laughs> who has like a, some consistent income and, you know, they're not asking me to, you know, put my name on this car because they name dirty and shit like that. Or, you know, you know how it is, man. Ain't so, got no bank accounts, right? Yeah, and then, and then it's, it's one of those things too where I feel like it's like a big, uh, I love the snowball effect thing because this is like a, a melting pot conversation because it'd be so many girls when they, when they get older that had so many failed relationships too. Where they wow. like they talk about fuck niggas and shit like that, right? So yeah. I just feel like sometimes like girls put themselves in that type of situation. Like you out there looking for the wrong thing, looking for that tough guy where you know he got a lot of other things moving and grooving where he probably ain't really focused on a relationship at that time where it may not be beneficial for you. So girls will get you know played and slayed the whole whole while. You know when they get to 26, 27. 28 closer to 30 and then now they single and ain't no good man out here that's because you spent your whole early 20s chasing mm. the bad guy and you knew the bad guy wasn't a, wasn't a person but you thought you was gonna find your prince charming out of the bad guy but now you're trying to go back and like you said now they, they're trying to reverse their standards now i see right. girls posting all the time y'all like you know they went from posting like i need me a thug nigga woo, 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 <laughs> like all that to going back now like man i need a, i need a nigga with some stability i, I need, need a gentleman gentleman like shivery is dead like all that shit but back in the day that's what you wanted though you know what i'm saying so hey hey i can't i can't speak on their behalf that's just what my thought is so maybe we got to get a young we on the point now we on the porch we're gonna speak it gotta, gotta share their thoughts you know what i'm saying i can't speak on what they think but that's just what i see well they in the comments right now we live on caffeine so i mean ladies let us know right now let us know in the comment are we tripping do y'all like the bad guys y'all like the good guys i mean to me bolo if i'm talking to a young fella I'm talking about like between the eight years old and 22. Be, be the bad guy. <laughs> At least in narrative. At least in narrative, because you're going to get the baddest girl. After 22, be the good guy in narrative. Be a good guy all the time in reality. But in narrative, if the girls think you a bad guy, then you might get the baddie. So I don't know, man. That just, that's just a little, you know, a little game for Smitty right now, man. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. That's funny. That's funny you said that. Because at the end of the day, bro, it's like everybody just wants somebody to treat them nice. Everybody wants somebody that's consistent, that's gonna have their back. You know what I mean? And and I ain't even ain't no knock, ain't no knock to the street niggas. It ain't no knock to yeah, I'm, I'm cool with a couple street niggas. Hey, because it's a couple niggas out there, you know, that I know who be out there getting it that treat they ladies like queens. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. I, ain't, I ain't knocking how somebody get down and, and do their day to day, but at the same time. Jumping into something specific, you got to kind of already know what you're getting yourself into, though, for real. So right. that's, just my, that's my two cents. Shout out to the straight niggas, man, because you never know when you might you might need to hit hit one of them niggas up for for, for an emergency. <laughs> and and, and y'all don't be don't be don't be confused. The good guy can get after it too. You know what I'm saying? We ain't we not we not just saying the good guy bad guy meaning that the good guy pushover or he gonna let somebody you know what I mean whoop him or whatever. Right. Like they on ten toes too now, but they just they just have a. a you safer know, lifestyle. Welcome in appearance, or you know what I'm saying. You know how I'm trying to put it. It's a safer lifestyle, I would say. Just the more you ain't got to worry about no mess on a day to day necessarily. That's it. <laughs> that's it, my God, man. That's crazy, man. What's right. going on, man? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Y'all know, y'all know when I when I say that, y'all when I when I break it up like that, y'all, it, it's probably a crazy ass question that's about to come, where it's like, boom. So I had this conversation with my wife, y'all. All right. And I want to, I want to pick y'all brains. All right. Don't, 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 don't kill me for this. All right, y'all. But I got to ask y'all this question, right? I'm nervous. Who has life the hardest? Is it a black man or a black woman? Oh, damn, Bolo. This is a tough one right here, man. I'm scared to even answer this one. Right here. <laughs> we, wait, 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 wait. Before we, before we, we, we put our spoon into the, to the, uh, Banana pudding, bro. Should we save this for for a later time where a woman can actually give their thought process on the situation, or do we want to go ahead and give our thoughts on it? I it's mean, so you just you just brought it to the porch. I feel like we got at least put a little thought to it, and maybe 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 we really marinated later on when with, with a woman a woman guest on. Okay, we well, I'll we'll give a little teaser for now, man. Um, I'm not a woman, obviously. I'm not a black woman, obviously, but. I would say, I would say the black woman has it harder. Ooh. Because at the end of the day, in general, like take race out of it real quick. Men, 
women. Who have who has had more rights, more opportunities, more everything on this earth? Men or women? Men. We all know it. Like that's a that's just a fact. Like what women couldn't even vote. Women couldn't even do so many of just this the normal regular thing that you think every every human should have the ability to do. They didn't have those rights for so long, and they're still fighting for rights to this day. To this day, I mean, right now they you know they're, they're fighting. They're fighting to to you know the, the abortion laws. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to uh, make decisions decisions for their own body. You know what I'm saying? Um, so they're still dealing with that, and that's just a straight women man. Now you throw in the race, okay? Let's take let's take the sex out of it, and let's just go race. Let's go black and white. Let's keep it simple. Triple minority. Which race has been treated the worst, especially here in America? It's not even a, you ain't got to think about it. Black people, facts. So you put it together like a sandwich. You got the black woman and the black man. Although we both have our struggles, black woman is definitely, to me, in my opinion, based off history, based off facts, based off laws, legislations, has had it harder and still has it harder than men do today. I'm dropping my mic right there, bro. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I have. Damn. I got you over. I got you over here thinking. That's valid. That's valid. Um, What's your thoughts, though, Bolo? Ah, he got it. Later. But I'm going to throw this out, though. I'm going to throw this out. That I'm on the fence just a little bit from the sense of there are a lot of situations where women are underpaid, undervalued. You know, you look at the WNBA. You look at the abortion laws of people trying to control what people can do, you know, with their own bodies. You know what I'm saying? Uh you know, there are situations where, you know, CEOs, like it's kind of, it was hard for them to get into some of those top level executive positions mm-hmm. um, as well. So from that end, I definitely think it's harder for a black woman to get their foot in the door and establish themselves and make a name for themselves at that level. Like have a seat at the table, right? Right. Um, definitely harder in that life. But from like the physical stand piece though, as a black man, I think life is extremely hard for the black man though. Um, from the sense of, I think a black man gets it. I mean, I'm not saying that a black woman does not get it from all angles, but I think a black man really gets it from all angles. You know what I'm saying? What you mean by that? Meaning that like he gets it from the, the, um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for, bro. He gets it from like the judicial system. Right. Right. Uh, of being incarcerated. Right. Like just the black male rate of them being incarcerated. Um, you know, he, they get, they get it from, you know, the, um, What's what's legislation like laws, like the laws when it comes to like people being able to see their kids to child support, like right. just things like that, bro. It's it's like a lot of different things that's a combination that that just makes life really hard um, for a black man. And obviously, there's a whole bunch of other races that that experience the same thing. But I can right. only speak on what my people uh, go through and what I've seen other people go through that look like me. Um, and obviously. You know, I know black women uh, experience police brutality as well. Um, but I also think that men experience it at a, a way higher rate um, as well when it comes to certain situations like that. Uh, I just think that, you know, we are more looked at as like a weapon to other races, you know, rather than a black woman. I think a black woman is also looked at as like a weapon. But for men, though, I think men are looked at as more of the person who could potentially inflict violence so right. it's like more of a threat and the threat that we get from other people is probably coming down a little harder than it would anybody else on the planet in my opinion um bro mm-hmm. so um that's just kind of what i i feel i think from like the you know behind the desk type thing is like pushing the envelope a little bit for women to kind of get in the door make more money have more rights that's you know, things that I think it's harder for women, but on the other side, as far as like the physical piece for men, I think it is, it, it's very hard uh, for them to be what they want to be um, and be successful. That's real, man. That's real. We getting deep on the porch today, you know bro. Saying, bro. Like, we I hope y'all deep. feeling what I'm putting down right now. Y'all like, I know life is hard for black women. I understand that. And life is hard for a black man. Right. But at the same time, there's a lot of different things that both genders face, right? That can come together and balance each other out where like, you know, a black man life is, could be equally as hard as a, a woman's life though. You know what I'm mm. saying? 
I know a lot of a lot of people like my wife's point was like, no doubt it's a woman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it's not a woman, but I'm just like, why are we not talking about the black man though? Because life is hard for a black man though. You know what I'm saying? So I'm right. not just saying women aren't, you know, have it the hardest, you know, and I'm saying not saying men don't have it the hardest. Then there's arguments for both sides. <laughs> yeah, arguments for both sides. And then let's just not say women have it the hardest because man, I, I just notice a lot of, you know, black people, black men that have it real hard. And it's just a lot of just uncontrollable setting out against them specifically that allows them not to be successful. Mm. That's real, man. That's real. That's real, man. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments what y'all think, man, for sure. I mean, like you said, we're going to bring that back for like a whole nother, a whole show about that and bring some women hey, on. Hey, we should have asked, asked uh, Asia asked that uh, that question. She probably would have gave us a very eloquent response as oh. to who was, uh, you know, more... Who had it the hardest, I guess. Nah, for sure, man. And, and if y'all ain't checked out our last episode with Asia Marie, man, it's still up on all audio platforms. And even on Caffeine, you can go to the Comedy Press channel and look through the videos and you can find that episode because she was dropping gems. She's a lawyer and, and, and man, she was really going deep into the the, the plight of, of black people and the, the judicial system, the, the legislation system. She was really breaking. Me and Bolo was sitting back at a point just, just learning. So, wow. nah, definitely... Yeah. Definitely dive, dive into that, man, for sure. Let, let me ask you this real quick. Oh, you got, uh-oh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't go forget, ahead. though, Bolo. Write it down right I now. Promise, I promise I'm not going to forget. I promise I'm not, bro. I promise I'm not. I'm switching gears because right now, we just vibing right now. Like, we're really on the porch right now. Like, we just kind of vibing back and forth. Let me ask you this. We're both obviously married men, right? Do you think, like, when it comes to, like, relationships, that, like, God specifically puts, like, that, that like, that somebody in your life, like, like, do you, like, you think, like, like, for example, I'll use me as an example. I'm married to my, my wife's name is Chanel. You think God specifically was like, like, put her here, put me here for us to meet and make sure that we, like, we were supposed to be together? Or do you feel like th there's other people in the world that, that you could have met that could have been that, been that person? Like, 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 does that make sense? Like, is it, is it our choice or is it, is it, is it more so like, nah, like, it was like, uh, uh, meant to happen. It was already predestined. Like, th this is your person. You know what I mean? Bro, I got an easy answer for you, bro. Yes. It's already written. Mm. It's already written, y'all. It's already written. It's there, y'all. Y'all just got to go out there and have faith. And y'all going to attract. Like, when y'all talk about the vibration, when y'all talking about attracting what you want to attract, y'all, that's just not, girl, y'all, that's God. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's just attraction and vibrations. Like that's that's God. That's a higher being attracting you to somebody that allows you to connect and and unite with with one another to you know have something that's lifelong. And don't get me wrong, people do come together and think that it's that, and then they leave and get divorces. Wow, you know, it's not a blessing. It's a lesson. So it's teaching you something to get prepared for what's to come. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, it's already written. So there are situations where somebody may not ever find love. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just one of the situations where God didn't write that, write that in his story. You know what I mean? For you to have that. You know what I mean? So you may have, you may have fair relationship about the fair relationship, right? Maybe God trying to teach you patience, right? Or you may have, you know, situations where your relationship right now is not working, right? God trying to test your faith and, you know, try to get you to a point where, you know, this is how you can work on it. Like, this is what you need to work on. Maybe you need to communicate better, right? So there's a lot of different things, bro, that when things aren't working the way that it should, you know, the universe will have a way of figuring it way out, right? Like when people right. like the divorce rate was high, right? You know, it was just a situation where people, you know, was getting married for weddings or, you know, people just, you know, got to a point where, you know, they got older and people outgrow each other and the love slows down, whatever, whatever. And I just always think that, you know, people are put in certain situations to teach people things to get them prepared for that next step in life. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you know, I would definitely say, like, my relationships prior to you, you know, uh, me being married has developed me and formed me to be ready to have the queen that I have now. And I think when I got to that point, you know, it was just a matter of me still learning, breaking old habits and stuff like that. And I think just stuff like that just comes natural. Like if people like, if, if like, like I ain't seen a lot of people in high school in a long time, but if I sit down and have a conversation with them now, it won't be the same Brian that, you know, 
the same Bolo or B Jones in 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 high school that you know I'm having now. And they're like, damn me, you know what I'm saying? It's just different. You just grow and you learn from certain things, and God's puts you in a better place, bro, to be able mm. to buy with that other person. Y'all I'm preaching right now, y'all. I'm, I'm selling the books for $9.99, y'all. This is free game right now. So make sure y'all tune in. But I'm just trying to let y'all know, y'all. It's about unification, man. It's about just God putting people on this earth for for a reason, bro. And it's already written. Story. Bro, you getting deep? That's a great answer. I I, I had I have a quick little I guess follow up or you know kind of question or counter. I guess my only follow up response to that is like, do you feel like God gives us discernment and like God gives us um the ability to to make our own decisions or is because that. That that's the battle, and like even bigger than than just this relationship, like uh, a question, right? Like you talk about any any topic, right? I believe that God has already cleared a path, and He already knows what's going to happen, and He's already like planning certain things to happen. But at the same time, I also believe that God God gives us decision making ability and gives us a l- little bit of the freedom to like pick pick the 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 the, the good route you're supposed to take, or or pick this up. Like like it's, it's up to you. Like I, you know what I'm saying. Like so, although. Um. Yeah, it's already written and, and it's already like set up and all that. I do think because as humans, we do get the freedom to make decisions that sometimes we don't always go the route that he has planned. So yeah. like sometimes when people have three, four or five, you know, divorces or, or, or bad relations, you know, whatever the case may be. On one side, you can say, well, God specifically wanted that to happen so you can learn from it to get to where you're about to get to. But on the other side, I feel like it's like, well, you didn't read the signs right. You didn't listen to me. So th- th- these are the results because you didn't listen to me. Now, now this Talk is to I, me now. I'm not trying to get too too into the weeds with this, y'all, but I'm gonna give y'all <laughs> my quick, simplified answer, y'all. I, I believe God gives us an end goal, right? And you can mark your tracks to wherever you want to go, right? So mm-hmm. Um, you can go right or left, right, left will probably take you a longer route. You may hit more hurdles. You may hit more adversity, more trials, right? But there's still an end goal that you'll have to get to. It could be the, the grand prize or it could be a, a, a tremendous fail, but that's still the end goal, y'all. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. You know what I mean? That's the story, right? So every story is not going to be, there's a pot of gold at the end of it. Mm. But to get to the end of the story is the goal. Right. The end of the story is the is the big goal. Right. Um, so stick with me here, y'all. Now, if you go right. Right. It could be something where now it's faith driven. Right now. I'm, I'm just I'm leading. I'm letting God lead me. Right. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Right. So if you get that knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Right. The knowledge and understanding, the wisdom to be able to be receptive to that power and being able to put that out there and follow through with it. You know what I'm saying? And then understanding. Right. It's just me being able to understand it <clears throat> and then be able to go live it. Is that's the taking the right path, right? Living through it. But you may want to take the left where it's going to give you a lot of troubles. And you may take the left and still end up at the one spot that you would have been at, you know, if you would have went right. But it may it might take you three or four years. It may take mm. you five years. You know what I'm saying? But we don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that, you know, God does give us an end goal, but he does give us the ability to go right or left. Like, hey, follow me. Follow my wishes. And your route might be a little easier. Right, gonna probably be a little easier. You take the left, then hey, you know, I'm gonna still be with you, but there will be trials, there will be tribulations, things that you'll have to go through. And now, what I'm gonna do since you did go left, right? Follow me, porch fam. If you did go left, then I'm gonna I'm gonna make your faith stronger because at the beginning you should have went right, but you went left. So I'm gonna go ahead and make your faith stronger by sending you left and make you believe in more in me because the more. BS that I go through, right? It's only going to build my faith more and more to get out of that, to get to my end goal. So mm. now what I'm going to know that I need to go right. Y'all, come on, y'all. I need $9.99, y'all. I ain't read the book yet, but y'all getting free game right now. Go ahead, like, subscribe, subscribe. throw out some props because we going crazy right now, y'all. This is the porch. Right. Hey, man, I need y'all to, I need y'all to send in three props right now, man, before we keep going. He giving y'all game right now. You got to pay this, man. Some some game can't be free, man. Drop the props right for our caffeine live listeners. Drop the props in right now. If you listen on audio platform, if you don't, if you don't believe podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, DM us. We'll send you. We'll send you our cash app. We'll send you our PayPal. We'll send you whatever. You gotta send bread for this game because this game is different. He educate us right now. Got to. Hey, hey, look. So to wrap up the show, I gotta hit you with a scenario, bro. 
I'm nervous as hell. You got that look. You got that look in your eye right now. This scenario. So, um, you've been talking to a chick, right? Mm. But let me let me let me back it up a little bit. So, you know this girl, right? Let's just talk about girl. Girl A. Girl A has a job. Let's just say she's an accountant, right? Mm. But what she does on the side is she's an influencer. So with influencing, it comes with, you know, showing herself in a sexy way, maybe some cleavage, maybe, you know, some short shorts or a booty a little bit. People mm-hmm. send her money. She may even have an OnlyFans page. So she's collecting quite a bag from this other lifestyle that she really enjoys. But she does have a permanent job, right? Mm-hmm. So you meet her, whatever, whatever. Say so you meet her at brunch and y'all start to connect and say y'all three or four months in it and the relationship is getting serious to now that you're at the point where you want to tell her, hey, you need to slow down on the influencer side of things because now that we're in a serious relationship, it's kind of making me feel a little weird. And, you know, I'm starting to feel a little awkward about, you know, you posting yourself in that matter for other people to see. Now, Mm. my question to you is, is it wrong for him to address her and tell her to stop that source of income and stop showing herself to other men to get the money? Or is it wrong for her not to even just stop Knowing that she's already in a decent relationship and she should already know to stop. Oh, this is a spicy one right here on the port. This is a spicy one. So I, I feel like I need more information, but I'm gonna go ahead and just roll with it. I think I think it depends on how deep into the relationship they're they're at at this point, right? Hey, let's just say let's just say you know you've been you've been talking to her. You met the family. The relationship is four or five months in. It's strong. It's real strong now to a point where, you know, you may spend a night. She may spend a night. Y'all have a consistent relationship. Y'all dating now, y'all. Right. You know, talk every day. So it, it has become a serious relationship. Hmm. I would say that in this situation, and I know the fellas are going to probably be like, what, Darnell? I think the, the man is wrong only because you knew what she was doing when you got into this. If that was going to be an issue, those first couple of dates is when you talk about things like that. You talk about what you like, what you don't like, well, what you but believe this, but, in. But, but, but don't don't you think that's overly invasive? Like on the first couple of days, weeks to already be telling somebody what they don't approve of? Because you can't really just that's why I'm that's why I'm saying it's four or five, maybe even six months down the road to where you got to have established a relationship where in the first couple of weeks, you can't just put your, your thought on what somebody doing. You don't really know that person. You can't control their pockets. But, but like you that. ain't, I mean, you ain't even, I'm not saying you got to tell her that she has to stop. I'm just saying it's just a matter of like, just like simple conversation about like what you like, what you don't like. I mean, we had Asia on last episode and she said one of her biggest turnoffs by men is men with long nails. That's just her thing. Like, just, she just don't like, that's something that probably should come up a little earlier in, in, in one of the first, you know, five to 10 dates, I would say, just, you know, just to make sure we're on the same page. Like, my thing is, like, if, we're, if we've been dating and going hard, you didn't met my family, like, we didn't went to church together, we didn't pray together, we did all this, and, and, and it's been six, seven months, and now, you, and now you're going to tell me that that I got to stop doing this. Now, if, if, you, if you tell me to stop doing this and you're basically replacing that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't don't tell me to stop making my bread and you're not about to replace that bread. This is what I I'm saying. Like, it, my thing is, my thing, I'm, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. Please do. My thing is, why ain't nobody talking about the woman, though? Like, like the woman should automatically know to stop situation. If you're showing your titties and ass on OnlyFans, you know what I mean, to other guys, should you already know to like maybe have a conversation with him about that if that makes him feel uncomfortable? They like both. I get the, I get they the both should talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I get the art of communicating, but I just think that they assume that you know we the man should speak up and say something. You know what I'm saying? But then I think if the man speak up and say something, then oh he's being controlling or he's trying to you know take money out my pocket. But it's like no, nah, listen, like I would always be in a losing situation in that at that point. I feel what you're saying, like. However, the conversation gets brought up, whether the women ask the man, the man, but all I'm saying is the conversation needs to be had early so you can avoid that that situation. Because like if you don't say nothing, then she won't, she won't, she won't know any better. She will assume that you're all okay with it. Because the fact is, if it's six months in, again, you you know that she's doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's been you've been dating for six months, and while you've been dating, she's been Posting content on her OnlyFans. She's been posting content as an influencer. She's been doing this the entire time. And if you've never said anything, you can't get mad at her 
for continuing to make her money when she's been doing this. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And she can't just read your mind. So whether it's, I'm not, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. I get that. But at the end of the day, you, you, you gotta, you gotta say something or it's going to keep happening. Like it's uh, so many problems and relationships will, will be solved. If you just have clean and pure communication, so many issues, people get nervous. People don't like to, to, to face tough conversations and cause it's uncomfortable or they want to avoid an argument, whatever the case may be. But when you let things linger, it leads to bigger issues and bigger problems. And I just think that I'm not saying a man is wrong for giving his opinion. I'm just saying, like, say that a little earlier. Like, find a way to bring it up. You know, hey, hey, sweetie, like, you know, I know we're talking about careers right now. Just curious, like, how long were, were you planning on, you know, doing the OnlyFans? Like, is this something that's part of your long-term plan? Are you trying to set something? you trying to save enough money to get a down payment on something? Is there something I can help you out with financially? There's something like there's there's a there's a way to smooth it out and, and, and start the conversation without being like an asshole about it. But the longer you wait, the the harder it is to have that conversation. Is all I'm saying. And and, and, and this person's making a lot of money from that. All I'm saying is you can't expect her, expect her to just change her lifestyle completely if you're not about to replace that. So that's the only so that's the only way that 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 the guy could possibly get what he wants is is if he replaces the bread. You know what I mean from the OnlyFans account. I mean, unless I mean, uh, unless the woman is just like, you know what, I'm gonna just stop doing it because I think my man may not like it. Either way, if they don't communicate. One side is guessing. You know, I I, I heard so this this has been a, a conversation that I've had in, in groups before, and it's like always a situation where now it's the man being insecure, or you know, um, they're not comfortable with themselves. Um, you know, most people have situations like that now where, you know, they're in relationships and, you know, their partner has OnlyFans and people are completely comfortable with it and stuff like that. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't me, though. <laughs> it ain't me. Oh, I, I, it ain't I, me I, either, I, brother. I, I, I just can't see how, like, somebody, you know what I mean, can just let that girl be naked as fuck, you know what I mean, in front of everybody and excuse my language, like people more than likely just jacking off to him. Like, I, I don't know if the guy take that as a compliment, you know, maybe they do, but I'm just like, that's kind of like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I'm different. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm different, but me, you know, me and you are more I, old school, bro. And I think times have just changed Bolo, where people are, are, it's such a more secular world, more sexual world. People look at sex as just like, and, and I'm saying, sex, I'm not saying that you have to actually be having sex, but just sexual content, whether it's yeah. showing body, whatever. They look at that as just like, like it is nothing. Like, like, like it's just entertainment. It's just like it's whatever. It's, it's not deeper than what it actually is. They're All making right. money from it. Shoot, she bring she bringing home uh, uh five hundred thousand a year from just taking pictures of of, of her body. The sure. man like shoot, shoot. She she taking she helping take care of us. We got a house now. We got a car. We taking care of our lifestyle. We we we, we living we living like the Joneses. We living like the you know what I'm saying. So like, they're basically making a sacrifice and like, hey, she want to show her body. And, and that's leading to us living a certain lifestyle. So be it. I couldn't be that. I couldn't do that. I, I was raised different. But I'm just saying some people just don't value. Some people don't care about that as much. And then it's a deeper conversation. You have like people who like uh, what is it called? Like like nudists. Like the, like there's a community of like being naked. They love being naked. Being naked. Yeah. And they believe in it. They believe in health benefits from it. So like. Me and you look at that as like, nah, this is this is our queen. This is private. This, this is a reward, like just sacred, just for me. You know what I mean? God bless me with this. This, this is my. You know what I mean? I, I want to protect that. Some people, it's like it's not that big of a deal. Like we all, we all, we all, nigga, we all, we all got the same parts, <laughs> different color, different shape, different size. We all got the same parts, and they don't look at it as such a serious thing. You know what I mean? That's fair. I mean, I, I I agree. So we want to hear we want to hear what y'all think, right? Can your significant other have an OnlyFans account? If they can, how do you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? If you're bringing bread in, like we want to figure out what you think about it, right? So let us know in the comments. All right, let us know. Can your significant other have an OnlyFans account? Because it is becoming more of a normal thing. Um, and it also depends. Last little nugget. It also depends what they're doing on the OnlyFans. Like if they just taking pictures, you might be able to have some 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 you know some wiggle room there. But they on there like. Having sex and, and and yeah, yeah, like and they got like old clips oh. of them fucking other dude before they got with you on there. Like I don't know, that's a little. No, that's that's. <laughs> oh shit, that's 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 intense, bro. That's intense, man. That's a little spicy. So, 
Yeah, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. That was a crazy scenario, though, to end the show with. My guy. And before we close out, man, I love that picture you got right there behind you, though. The football life lessons, man. Cool little background. I guess the 2 nine is supposed to be you, I'm assuming. No, you see the Jones right there. Is that oh, supposed yeah. to be you? You, hey, you my guy, bro. You ain't never been cut up like that, Bolo. Don't lie to people, but don't, don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Come on, y'all. It be your own people, y'all. It be your own people trying to do you like that, y'all. I'm messing with you, my guy. They used to call you chubby folks, though. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But hey, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still here. Traps, biceps, you know what I mean? Six pack, blah, we take that. You know what I mean? I'm Char big, big. Charge to the game. <laughs> to the game. It look good though. I got I got a I got a I got a strong stomach. I ain't got no six pack, but I got a strong stomach. Hey, stomach be stronger than dudes with the six packs. Thanks. That six pack shit, y'all. That's genetics, y'all. I'm just be real real with y'all for real. Keep, keep it a beam, bro. Let's can be deceiving, bro. No shade though. Six packs overrated. Hey, and it's November, bro. So you know what that means, bro. It's time, it's time for the for the chubby folks and the big people to be be in the building to Keep the ladies warm. Keep your wives warm. Your side piece, whatever you're doing, keep them warm. So it's our season, man. It's our season. I love it. Time. Hibernation weather, baby. Well, yes, sir, man. But, hey, we had another episode right here, man. Another great one. You can catch us on IG at the Porch Podcast underscore. You can follow our specific channel here on Caffeine at the Porch Podcast. And, of course, for all of our beautiful and blessed audio listeners, we're on all major podcast streaming platforms. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Believe Podcasts, and many, many more. Make sure that you continue to subscribe, follow, share, support the porch. And again, man, Bolo, how do we end every show, bro? I, I forgot what you said. Make sure the best you is the best you. And we out. Peace. Started on the porch. That was where I began. Had to put in work every day we got it in we chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it we make it look easy we achieving everything we needed now we undefeated if we link no it's only business if we get to speak and leave them speechless i did things for free but now it costs to see me when you see me you ain't gotta greet me just don't plot to sneak me i'ma see it i'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated what do we bleed came from the jungle we humble but hungry and hunt and defeat people don't want us to leave they love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets thinking we stun in the sea we came from nothing to something now up in the lead now we ain't coming in peace hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league we got a reason we put in work every day of the week every month every season so many schemes had to go off for the team we gave our all and succeeded came from the deep and warming up pots cooking ramen at times that was all we was eating now we be feasting five star restaurants every week whole teams ripped in cloth and it seems they looking hard when we step on the scene call us our cats we so fresh and so clean ain't about cats please don't ask for a meeting just hit the stoop after spaz on the beat nah it ain't rude if you ask for the feet just play it cool when i tax you the fee we need a pool in the back with a cord and a board to go jump off and splash for the heat live for the day cause the past can't determine the future or where you gon' actually be keep staying presence our presence a blessing it's all that we have and we actually need i'm taking action with passion detaching the ones who keep acting attached to leech i am no pastor but actually preaching look up these letters and actually read that was where all began had to put in work every day we got it in we chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it we make it look easy we achieving everything we needed now we undefeated if we link no it's only business if we get to speak and leave them speechless i did things for free but now it costs to see me when you see me you ain't gotta greet me just don't plot to sneak me i'ma see it i'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.